Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I was mad at the start of this week's episode of Smack Down, because who the fuck knows what kind of TV rating it's going to get. <laughs> you see, when you say it like that, it sounds flubbing ridiculous. Also, hello, my friends, my pals, my buddies, my loved ones, and welcome to Ups and Downs, the wrestling review show, where I, Simon Miller, decide only my opinion counts, and I give the good bits an up, and the bad bits a down. And none of that is true. If you think I'm a massive goober, more power to you. I mean, my parents tell me every single day. Let's up those downs for what was a flipping good episode of Friday Night Craziness. Tour Bonanza did indeed start with John Cena coming to the ring. <laughs> My word. This place came unglued. There's a few people going, oh, John Cena feels like commonplace now. Well, you go tell it to these folks. They were so damn happy. He also told us that tonight was a big night as opposed to what? Like a small night. But he said that, oh, man, it's going to be a tiny evening here on SmackDown. When before he could get any more words out, who interrupted him? It was our tribal chief, Roman Reigns. He's back. Now, sure, admittedly, Roman probably has been away from TV a little bit too long. But you can't say it didn't work. It's like Thanos coming to the ring. He also arrived with Solo Sokoa and Paul Heyman and not Jimmy Uso. So put that up your pipe and stick it in there. And this Paul Heyman, man, he's the best. Because over the last few weeks, when the head of the table wasn't here, his hair had been going grey. But now that he is back, it's jet black again. And the commentators talked about this. I mean, it's the little things. Blink-182. Reigns then stood there for about a decade when he called John Cena Hollywood. So there you go. All of a sudden, he's going to have a massive black beard, but with a yellow moustache. That never made any sense. He didn't think Cena had done a very good job in kicking off the show, though, because nobody had acknowledged Roman Reigns. He's a very self-conscious being. When he was all like, also, Johnny boy, you a massive coward. This is because, according to our tribal chief, surprise, surprise, John only came back to WWE once he knew Roman Reigns was going away. He then said, John Cena, you're not the GOAT, I'm the GOAT, and you need to go watch this segment and pretend that they're referring to the animal, because I tell you, it's damn hilarious. He then wanted Cena to flub off, but you know the deal. John always has something up his sleeve. So he was like, listen, actually, I'm going to throw a little bit of a curveball in here, because Roman Reigns, the only thing I want to say to you is that I do acknowledge you, because you have held this championship for 42,791 years, and that is the greatest achievement Ever. So forget going into space, forget penicillin. <laughs> 
forget, I don't know, the wheel. None of that matters, because some man held a belt for a while. Roman reacted to this like someone had just told him, you control Christmas now. But of course, Cena was doing this as a little bit of a ha-ha, hee-hee, because he was all like, well, I may not deserve it, but I tell you someone who does... And it was Tatanka. He came out with the, you, 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 a strange theme music he used to have. <laughs> Imagine it was Tatanka. You'd sit there being like, I don't understand what's going on here anymore. It was, of course, LA flubbing night. Bless this audience for making this moment feel like a massive deal because they erupted for this guy and John Cena passed him the microphone which I guess was a little bit like passing the torch. LA also asked Roman straight away, are you pissing your pants yet? And that other people may see him as a champion, but he just sees him as a dude who's standing in his way. Good line. As the fans then began to chant LA Knight's name, Reigns was all like, oh, well done for you. Ever since I've been away, they've learned how to chant what you're called. Well, that man, I can smell it, this is gonna be good. Knight then took his sunglasses off because he was about to get super serious 9,000. And I'm pretty sure he threatened to kill Roman Reigns. Because he said talking like that is a good way to get you referred in the past tense. <laughs> so bring it down. There's a crime counter. You can't walk around saying things like that. And also as a bit of trivia, I'm pretty sure that John Cena rapped that line in one of his songs. So it all ties in. He then just went off and man, he easily went toe to toe for Roman Reigns. When of course Jimmy Uso teleported in. But Lar just looked at him like, man, you ain't ruining my moment. And he just smacked him one. This is when Roman decided to leave as he told Sola Sokoa, you handled it. What we were doing here was piecing together our main event. It was going to be Sokoa taking on Mr. Knight. So, of course, when we get to Saudi Arabia, it probably is also going to be Roman Reigns versus LA Knight. And yes, LA will probably be murdered there. But he was Max Dupree like 12 months ago. So I will take whatever I can get. Also, this got me so damn pumped up. Therefore, I am giving it up. We then jump right into our goofy wrestling for the evening. Because, man, pretty deadly we're here. And they had this over-the-top entrance where Elton Prince was in his wheelchair where he just went, ta-da! <laughs> and Kit Wilson, he was so damn pleased for his friends. They are wonderful dicks. It also meant that it was time for these two to take on the brawling brutes. And if you can believe it, much like Britney Spears, they did it again. That is a very dated reference. Before that, though, Butch and Ridge were able to hit the 10 beats when we cut to commercial, and when we returned, Pretty Deadly were just in control. Nobody told us why, so we have to make it up for ourselves. So I'm going to say that after smacking their chests, the brawling brutes recited a poem, and because I am an investigative journalist, I use my sources and find out what it was. Because we are the brutes and we're real tough. We love Seamus, he's really buff. We do all his moves and win the match. When someone dives at us, we will catch. So focused on this, Kit Wilson thumped him, That'll do. Anyway, let's just get to the finish, because it made me laugh out loud. Because Holland did slam Prince down. All of a sudden, he was like, oh, I'm injured again. I'm injured. And even though Ridge was like, you are not hurt, you absolute liar. The referee, I suppose, felt worried for him. So I was like, oh, no, somebody get him help. And all of a sudden, <laughs> Kit Wilson jumped to the ring apron, booted Holland right in the head, which is when Elton used the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, the surprise roll-up. One, two, three. Bring it down, counter, up by one. So they are just the worst people in the best possible way, and let's keep doing this throughout all of 2023. I saw on the internet, people are already so mad at this. Like, that's the point. You're meant to be mad. I enjoy these four immensely. Giving it up. When Carlito was back on SmackDown. I love this guy. So happy. Taylor Braxton was talking to him, and of course his return is cool. And he had his apple. This is why wrestling is the best. Why does he have a piece of fruit? 
Nobody knows. Amazingly, Bobby Lashley, who literally must have been stood right off camera watching this, then walked in. He was like, oh, hi, Kalito. It's great to have you back. I mean, the last time you were here years and years ago, I did beat your ass, but let's not worry about it. What a horrible way to reintroduce yourself. Kalito didn't want to have anything to do with this because he wanted to fight Bob. I was like, man, we are on totally different pages here. When, of course, the Street Profits attacked him from behind. Damn it. Adam Pearce and his goons then stopped this because they were going to use a chair. When we cut to a mini commercial break, when we came back in all the hoopla, Bailey walked in. I was like, what the flub is happening? For some reason, Zelina Vega was really insulted about this. And because Adam had turned into the dad, he was like, I can't handle you two right now. So just go to the ring and have a match. So they did. But he wasn't actually telling the truth because it wasn't going to happen right away. Because first we went into the Bloodlines locker room. Roman Reigns was mad. Because Jimmy was here too when he was trying to explain the reason he did what he did do earlier was that he was calling an audible. Which means Reigns didn't sign off on this. He was like, oh, who do you think are? The quarterback? And if you were the quarterback, what the hell would you do? Jim's answer was to go and sort out everything with Cody Rhodes and Jay Uso. And this is when the head of the table was like, yeah, that Jay Uso and that Cody, I hate them so much. So maybe you should go and sort them out. So he is basically the internet. And when Jimbo went to do this, he shouted, yeet. And Roman was like, don't you give me that yeet crap. So now he's feuding with yeet. If we do that at WrestleMania 40, once again, I will be a happy man. I will say this Jimmy Uso stuff has become confusing because the last time we saw him and Roman together, not only was he responsible for Jay leaving the bloodline, but he was booting Roman right in the head. However, it kind of feels like Solo, Roman and Paul Heyman are just teasing Jimmy Uso. So as long as we pull the trigger on this soon, everything will be fine. But we'll give it to the end of October, then we'll come back to it. When Bailey defeated Zelina Vega in two minutes. Here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweaters starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful too for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. 
Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. I mean, what was the point of that? I'll start this by laughing at how short Zelina was, even though she'd been very successful in the Street Fighter tournament. And she kind of proved that by giving her an arm drag. She was then going to go for the 619, but of course that combination never works the first time you try it. So surprise, surprise, Dakota Kai was here and she was cast in distraction. Delina was still able to hit a Meteora for a 1-2-0, but all that did was get EO Sky involved. And I was like, this is really, really silly. Because it did mean, because there was another wrestler on the outside of the ring, the wrestler inside the ring could not remember what they were doing. So Vega turned around, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. She got hit with the rose plant and she lost. This continued as damage control then attacked Delina Vega when Charlotte Flair made the save. And I was like, I'm sorry. In no world would Charlotte Flair help anybody. That is not her character. And I know that damage control screwed her over at Fastlane. I'm drawing my line in the sand. And it says no. Mostly though, this didn't help anybody because Vega was presented as an easy target. Bailey then beat her like she was an easy target. So I was like, well, that is just a few minutes of my life I'm never getting back. And look who is involved here. This is top tier talent. We can do way more with all of them and they deserve it. Therefore, it's getting it down. It was announcement time after this. Triple H had some things to say. Now, this was revealed last week, so you know that it was going to change the lay of the land. And actually, it really did. And who saw this coming? Unless you were on the internet earlier that day. Because Adam Pearce welcomed the game as he started to talk about Saudi Arabia and the Survivor Series, when he was like, but that's in the future, and we need to focus on right here, right now. This is when he turned his attentions to Adam Pearce. And he was like, listen, you have done a great job over the years, and we all love you. And I was like, you know what? That is true. He is so damn good in his role, he deserves to have some flowers. The idea, though, is that nobody should be the total general manager, so now he's been promoted to Raw GM, whereas SmackDown also has a new head honcho. (laughs) This is when Dominic Mysterio interrupted, and for a small second I was like, oh my gosh, is he going to be the GM? Sadly, he's not. The pose as always, were just hilarious. The condom was like, it's not fair, there's a tag team title match tonight, because Judgment Day are meant to get their rematch on Monday. And Triple H was all like, let's have some fun. Because he was all like, man, everybody tells me these jeers are piped in. But now I'm in this ring. They are most definitely not inside the curtain. Thankfully for Trips, though, this is nothing to do with him anymore. Because the brand new Smackdown GM is none other than Nick Aldis. Now, in case you don't know, Nick absolutely smashed it in TNA or Impact and the NWA. And he has been working backstage at WWE as a producer. But he didn't even walk down the entranceway. I mean, was he under the ring? (laughs) Was he just out of camera? Because he just walked in. I was like, where did he come from? Seriously, though, this was a really good move. Because not only has Aldis put in the time, but he knows exactly what he's doing. And almost instantly he proved it because he was like, oh, Dom, (laughs) I'm a big fan of your father. That's like, man, that was really well done. But imagine you did that in real life. Oh, Charles, good to see you. Oh yeah, hey Dan, what's up? I just wanted to say, I like you to be dead. That wasn't very nice at all. This then really did get out of control because Nick Aldis was like, look, my first order of business is to deal with all this stuff that Cody Rhodes started ages ago because Jay Uso did get drafted to Raw. So we have to get somebody on SmackDown. And if you can believe it, It was Kevin Owens, and I freaked out. He also just walked straight to the ring and gave Dominic a stunner, so that made me laugh right away. And he shook hands with Nick Aldis, 
but all of a sudden my brain started fantasy booking. Because surely this means the end of Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, and the person responsible for that is Cody Rhodes. So if Cody does eventually beat Roman for the championship and all of a sudden Owens turned on him and they did a feud, well, one, it would make sense, but two, I'll be flubbing brilliant. We then instantly cut to the back and Roman had this look on his face. He was so livid because, man, now Cody Rhodes is running around and Kevin Owens is doing the same thing on his show. Somebody has to die. He then went into full dickhead mode, especially because Jimmy Uso is on his sofa drinking some water and he was like, what are you doing? I told you to go and quarterback some stuff, and now you're just pissing about. Uso freaked out here. was like, you joking, Uso, right? You joking? Rome was like, yeah, I am joking, but imagine if I wasn't. Just going to let you win on a secret. I think he was joking. So I just thought all of this was so smart, and in terms of setting up the rest of 2023 and going into 2024, well, you can just feel, hopefully, that WWE has planned all of this out. This was a terrific segment. Getting it up. Dragon Lee then got his big hype video because he is coming to SmackDown, and that just made me feel warm and fuzzy in my tum tum. Because just to be that guy, he totally deserves it, and he's really, really good. Aldis is then teleported backstage because he was having a conversation with Piper Niffin and Chelsea Green. Chelsea was like, Look, everyone says these damn belts are cursed, so why don't we make the straps a nice Italian leather? I was like, man, I love this character so much. That is not a pressing issue right now. Charlotte then walked in because she loves doing this. And Nick Aldis just told the women's tag team champions to leave. This was actually quite funny. I don't think WWE thought this through. Because he was like, oh, hi, Charlotte. And Charlotte was like, oh, hi, Nick. I hear you're really mad because you got screwed over at Fastlane. Charlotte was like, I am mad. And then Aldis was all like, well, now I'm in charge. Things are going to change. So next week, <laughs> you are going to have a title shot. I was like, Nick, come here. That's literally what happens all the time. However, WWE instantly saved themselves because when Flair turned around, she bumped into Jade Cargill. And I tell you, they didn't really say much of anything, but once again, it felt like a super big deal. It's also hilarious because Triple H then popped out from the side of Cargill. I was like, what, were you hiding down there? And this is what we should do. And I mean it. Let's just go crazy. Give me the chaos. You do EO Sky versus Charlotte Flair and who interrupts Jade Cargill, she costs Flair the championship, and then we do Jade versus Charlotte, and Jade wins. That's right. Everyone keeps going, eh, we have to wait. To what? We're all dead? No. Do it now and make it rule. Right. Got a little bit carried away there. Let's all just calm down. But again, this got me all fizzily in my tootsie toes. I mean, it only went about eight seconds, but I am still giving it an up. That's how cool it felt. We then had Cody Rhodes and Jey Uso taking on Grayson Waller and Austin Theory for the tag titles, because the champions had put out an open challenge... And this, I tell you, well, it was just damn fun. And that word as well, that's exactly what Cody and Jay are having. And because they are having such a good time, that feeling comes out the screen, it smacks me right in the head, and all of a sudden, I'm having a pretty good time too. We also got Rhodes versus Waller for a little while, which I liked, and we got Jay Uso versus Austin Theory, which I liked as well. And it all went bad, because Theory took Uso, and he threw him into Rita the ring post. Waller then got the warm tag, which just annoyed Jay. So he hit a bunch of kicks that were super. When, of course, Cody was like, oh, my gosh, the temperature in my palm is really hot right now. And they slapped that thing, and Rhodes went crazy. Because he got the big slam and a disaster kick when Grayson Waller at him. He also hit him with a kick that was pretty disastrous. When we just got a bunch of other super kicks, and they did the 1D, which I think they're now calling the Cody D, or something like that. Once again, Rhodes landed right on his head, which freaked me out, which is when Jay Uso did the big old dive. Cody Rhodes was able to hit the crossroads, and they got the 1, 2, 3. And look, I have zoomed through this, but it's just, like I say, fun. It's just enjoyable. It's just entertaining. 
So I am going to give it an up. But what happened next? Boy, howdy, it sent me crazy. Because as they were leaving, all of a sudden, Roman's music hit. Or something like that. So think about what we did here. Firstly, Jay saw Jimmy, and Jimmy saw Jay, and Solo saw Jay, and Jay saw Solo. Then Cody was there, and he looked at these fools. When the head of the table did arrive, and he stared into Cody's eyes, and Cody stared into his eyes. And even though they said nothing... I could feel it bubbling down in my loins. We're going to get there, people, and it's going to rock. We also made sure that we gave Nick Aldis some real authority because he got between those guys. He was like, not tonight, not tonight. And he did this very well. So once again, this was like all of five seconds. But look at me. I'm all pumped up on caffeine. What are we even talking about? I'm giving it a nap. Which meant we did get to our main event. It was LA Knight versus Solo Sokoa. And we just did what we had to do. Because Solo is a crazy one, he started to wreck Knight when LA came back with a neck breaker, so he wanted to break some necks, when all of a sudden it was WCW versus NWO Revenge. Because La wanted to slam Solo, but he wasn't able to do it, and he fell down. Knight then flies back by clotheslining Solo over the top rope, but he shouldn't have done that, because when they were on the outside, Takoa grabbed him, and he threw her into Rita the ring post. I'm like, can we please leave Rita alone? It's her birthday. Happy birthday to you. Solo then fell on Knight again because he tried to lift him. Back damage plus seven. Well, I laughed so hard because Sokoa went for the dreaded nerve hold. Ow, my nerves. He also hit the hip attack, which always looks horrible. Once again, when Mr. Knight tried to fight back, he got hit with the Samoan drop. Don't worry, I did some research. Solo Sokoa is Samoan. This is when LA decided to play the dodge game. Meaning Solo kept going into Team of the Turnbuckle, which made me chuckle. And as soon as LA Knight hit his yeah elbow, Jimmy also must have got worried. Because he was quite literally in the ring, and apparently this was fine. And then it got even funnier, because John Cena was all of a sudden here. He gave Jimbo the AA when he turned around and Sakura was there. He was like, ha ha, he hit him with the spike, but you do not do that in a main event in WWE. Because he then turned around, LA Knight hit him with a blunt force trauma... And he beat Solo Sokoa for the 1-2-3. Now, look, I know there were a lot of shenanigans here, but I'm pretty sure it's only Cody and Jey Uso who have got a three over Solo Sokoa. So we are doing big things with LA. He, of course, celebrated after this, which is when Roman also appeared and just whammed him with the spear, meaning Smackdown went off air with our tribal chief standing tall. Plus, he was doing the LA night points, which once again made me laugh. So we are going to do this at Saudi Arabia. I hope WWE has a plan, because a lot of people will want LA Knight to win. I don't think he's going to. But again, either way, I'm just pleased we're doing this match. Let's get it up. Which did indeed bring us to the end of SmackDown, and this felt so damn good. And it was the season premiere, which doesn't make any sense. Two plus two equals potato. But if we do this again on Raw, then plug me in. I am ready. Up. Now, of course, please do leave a comment below and let me know what you thought about last night's episode of Raw. Please click the video on the screen, which is ups and downs for both AEW and NXT. Stay calm. Like the video, share the video, subscribe, whatculture.com, say hello on social media. Make sure you have a terrific weekend, and I'll see you next week. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.